Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Who messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where tonight we're going to be talking some NWA World Championship Wrestling from September the 12th, 1987, Saturday night on TBS. We hope you had a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, delightful Kwanzaa, or whatever it is you celebrate or don't celebrate on the 25th of December. Uh, We wish you the best, whatever that was. So today is the Happy New Year episode. Almost a new year, new me, Doc. With all that said, Doc, how you doing, man? Man, you know how I come on here every week and talk about blessings. There ain't no there ain't no blessings to be found, man. Somebody put a hit out on me. Really? Yeah, I've been down, man. I've been down. What's what's the hit, man? Tell me about it. Man, I didn't even know if I was gonna make it tonight. I had to text you a couple of days ago and give you a heads up, man. I caught the motherfucking SARS swine flu. The flu, man. I got to tell all my people, the docaholics out there, you need to stay away from that shit. It's real. Well, it's a good thing you made it because here we are 20 minutes uh, into our normal start time and somebody's missing in action again. And Lord knows what the deal is there. But uh, we're just waiting on Harper to join us. Let's just put it out there like that. Harper's not here. Uh, and the thing is, he so said I he bought, had something I he wanted bought, to share. I, I fought through type A, type B flu to get here. And yes, for all you, I know you, I know you, it's going to get flipped. Tell that motherfucker to get a flu shot. Man, I got a flu shot, pal. They said it's going to, it helped me get better faster. Uh, but I fought through the flu to get here and that motherfucker can't show up. Uh, that's about right. He's um, how, mu- how much you want to bet he's sitting at his little table right now in his room that looks like 1982 and his Steve Bartkowski poster he don't want nobody to see. <laughs> and he's got the lights off in that bank green banker's light with a visor on it. He's taking notes with a pencil in his trapper keeper while he's trying to finish up this episode. And he looks up and it's some 15 minutes. Later, he's like, Oh shit. Yeah. Then he's got to go drop some Metairie mouthwash and get ready to roll. <laughs> if you don't know what Metairie mouthwash is, look it up in urban dictionary. We're not going <laughs> to read it here again this week. Um, Probably, probably. So, uh, so Doc, New Year, New well, New Year, New Me, man. What, what are you going to do this year? Stop being black. I'm gonna be the same stupid, ignorant. No, I'm kidding. I'm gonna be the same old person I was this year. That new me, New Year, New Me stuff don't fly, bro. That's for people who need mottos and slogans from uh, Hobby Lobby and Michaels and all those other stupid stores to get through life, bro. It's I don't always the shit, people man. that it's always the people flashing that shit that need them that don't heed it that need it. You know, you're right. Like it's the people who who 
the people who buy and consume that shit, they, they are actually the ones who need it. The problem is they don't heat it, like you just said. That, one of the mo- that might be one of the smartest moments you've had on this show, Doc. Well, it might be, but it's it's in a crowded field, I can tell you that. You know, I mean, live, laugh, love. I do all those things naturally, baby. What's up? Yeah, I guess you're right. 2019, so, uh, though, man. If somebody came up to you in 1996 when you were mud showing around and said, man, 2019, you're going to be on top of the wrestling world, you'd have been thinking <laughs> it completely different than it is today. But here we are. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't have been thinking like I was sitting you know, there be... watching watching Nitro and Raw. I wasn't even plugged into the industry yet, but here we are. What is this? You're <laughs> technically calendar year number five of this sunbuck? Uh we're rolling, bro. We are we started 2015, so we are about to turn into 2019. We are 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Year five, pal. Well, you can't count. We have we're, we're closing in on on year when is four. This, when is this episode dropping? Uh, this is this is the December 27th episode. Oh, okay, so. so it's still year four. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's year three, going into four. Whatever. I don't know. Year how, twelve, how man. Fiscal year twelve. You got your naturenomics math going on right now. Is what you got going on? And by the way, Harper's on. Here's the thing: by the time I, you know, I got the flu right now, but it's before Christmas, man. I got to get this shit cleared up so I can get my motherfucking drinking on for Christmas Day. Well, I tell you what, uh, I see Harper's green, so I'm I'm giving him a buzz. Let's see if he answers. Fourteen, man. While we're waiting on him, I just want to shout out the largest patron contributors we have on Patreon. Disrespectfully, Classy, Marky, Blassie, and Hall of Fame patron K underscore Row eighty six. Thanks for your patron Patreon contributions. Hopper, are you there? Yeah. What well, the fuck? Well, 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 we were waiting on you to turn green. Is what we were waiting on. I'm green. Well, we see that now, but you weren't Fuck. for the first. Yeah. You know, you know, back in the day in first grade, Harper's Harper's report was like, "Hardbody is such a nice little gentleman, but he's always <laughs> yeah. late coming back from the bathroom. <laughs> His tardiness is a real problem when we're trying to start class on time." All right, so. Harper, we didn't really get into too much. All we talked about, I, I shouted out a couple of patron contributors, and I got to do a little bit more. But we were talking about New Year, New Me, that old bullshit. Because, you know, this is the New Year's episode. It's December 27, 2018. Harper, are you going to keep peeing on bitches next year? Probably so. I wouldn't put it past me. Anything <laughs> else? Like, any other? Sounds like, sounds like something you do, right? Yeah. Anything, might get anything else? Next year, you know? I might turn over a new fucking leaf. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Repeat that. It broke up. Might get pegged next year, you know. I might turn over a fucking new leaf. Mm. Hey, bro, if you like it, I love it, man. I I, I don't <laughs> knock anybody's lifestyle. <laughs> Let me put that out there, man. If that's what you like, if pit and pegs your thing, do it. Do it to the do it can, to the best. Can we not get us. videos of that like we got of yeah. some other things? <laughs> wait, I don't want to be Alfie for for the Sopranos. Oh yeah, remember that? Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, there was the one where she goes. He uh he he jacked off with a cheese grater. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, then, and then when he goes back and then, then when she leaves, because remember she she shoots what's his name and then Tony sends her off. And he's yeah, it, like, "Could you believe?" Yeah. <laughs> and then when he's like talking shit about, it, I was like, "Can you believe that bitch wants to fuck me with a dildo?" What a <laughs> sick bitch! And the whole time. That's what she was doing to him because he wanted it. <laughs> Greatest show ever, Michael. Um, 
You know, I did start watching it, actually. It, really? Okay, so here's the thing. Well, when I say just <laughs> like literally the first episode, that's, I'm well, just putting it out there. It's a slow build. Yeah. But but the second season is the greatest single season of television, the one with Richie April in the history yeah. of television. Bar nine. I hear you, man. I hated that motherfucker. No, uh. she, the jacket. Yeah. <laughs> that's hey, that's 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 a slow build and a good heel is is of great importance in shows like that. Hey, maybe great when importance. we uh maybe when we get done with um Smoky Mountain, Harper and I can do a and you'll be along far enough then that you can get in in it too. A episode by episode Sopranos. Would not be fucking great. That's a well, good hold idea. On. Let me ask you something, Harper, because Doc uh-huh. hasn't seen it. We'll get to hey everybody. We'll get to wrestling in a minute. But hold on, let me ask you a question, Harper, because Doc hasn't seen Game of Thrones. Uh, would you rather do it on The Sopranos or Game of Thrones? Sopranos, Not that- Game okay. of Thrones. It's because see, here's the thing: you could relate to The Sopranos because it, it's in a real world. Since they're in fucking New Jersey in fucking 1998, you know, it, it's okay. It's not like Game of Thrones with dragons and fucking, you know. Because Tony fucking... Soprano, mob boss, is doing some pin me, pay me domestic like shit too. Yeah. Okay. So, so okay. No, no, no. That makes sense. And, I, and again, the booking is good, obviously, and the booking is actually great in Game of Thrones. But I hear you on that. So, okay. So next, uh, you know what this means? Before we get down with Smoky Mountain, it's gonna be, hey, hey, let's talk about the Sopranos. <laughs> what happened he when he can't go get he can't go get James Gandolfini because he's dead so I don't know what he's going to do oh god those guys aren't doing anything now they can grab a, a couple of them guys now maybe we can me, get big pussy yeah I, I don't know what y'all are talking about so y'all have to wait till I get caught up a little bit alright uh, let me mention a couple things and then I think Hopper's got something okay I'm sorry what? My bad. My what? bad. No, uh, let me mention a couple things, and I think Harper's got something because he wanted to say something about some beauty contest. I don't know what that. Oh is. God. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I think this is going to be very unprofessional what he gets into. <laughs> but I did want to say, I do have a couple of shout-outs. Uh, Denim Fritz on Twitter at Great Denim Fritz. Uh, he became a Patreon member, and he actually promoted it and says he loves the content. Uh, Doc, I just have a question. Why would you become a patron of your own show? You you are Denim Fritz, as you say, or maybe you're not because Denim is a Redskins fan and you're a Cowboy uh, fan. But is that all the work? You know, is there? Are you trying to swerve us, bro? As stupid Russo would say. So, like, what's the deal there, Doc? But anyway, if you're not Denim Fritz, uh, Denim Fritz, uh, I guess you know you and I have a beef on Twitter a little bit. But at Great Denim Fritz on Twitter, uh, thanks for signing up and becoming a Patreon member. Which, by the way, Hopper he he listened to your episode about the Squirter. Yeah. And lost his shit. He said it was the greatest uh, episode he's ever heard in his life. So there you go. Has anyone else had fucking experiences about that? <laughs> Listening to you and changing their life? or getting I tell you, bro. I was talking to Luke about that, and he was telling me a story. He's like, <laughs> I know exactly I know exactly how you feel, man. <laughs> did you tell him we did a podcast on it? He did. He said, what? It's like, yeah, dude. did. Did a whole podcast about this broad fucking wanting to peg me. It's like, why? I was like, why not, man? <laughs> it's not like we did a podcast on you actually getting pegged. Yeah. Almost. Well, I mean, it, it, everything's I, a work, even though it really happened yeah. and he got squirted on. So that ain't a work. If I get if I get inserted, it ain't a work. Well, that, that, yeah. that's true too. I mean, she went to drop the fucking the fucking elbow, fucking moves out the way, man. 
So I wanted to mention that. Hold on. That leg leg drop only works if I lay there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shout out to um, a couple other people. I think I mentioned these last week, but Dan Rackley, longtime patron, Chuck Allen, hardcore Milo reviews. I know I mentioned a few of you last week, but I wanted to mention all of our recent Patreon members again. Thanks for being Patreon members and helping to make this show grow with your support. Also, thanks to new Patreon member Greg Serrata. Thanks for joining. And then John Dean, thank you for bumping up and becoming a Hall of Fame Patreon member. Uh, That is uh, Great John Dean on Twitter, at YRC21. So give him a follow if you're out there in uh, the Twitter verse, uh, as they say. And uh, John, remind me when you uh, hit your seventh month at the Hall of Fame level, and I will get you out your T-shirt. All right, Hopper, you said you had a story you needed to tell before we talk about wrestling. Well, Doc probably knows what I'm talking about. Did you look it up with the with the Miss Spain? Um, okay, miss- so, so here's the thing, and you missed the open open. Um, today is really my first day out of bed in about three days because I've had the fucking flu. Uh-huh. This, pus- so, this pussy was hurting. Yeah, I had sickle cell because of my uh-huh. recent, my recent race turn. Um, I got sickle cell, and then I okay. couldn't remember who my dad was. Okay, or well, the last time I saw him. And your credit okay, fucking went down to shitter. Yeah, I called J.G. Wentworth for an advance. <laughs> I find nothing funny here. <laughs> hey, I got a question. Because I, I spent a lot of time watching talking head shows on ESPN and the like. How this come every one of those show. shows looks like a porno is about to break out? There's some blonde girl and like five black dudes hanging out around her. <laughs> Damn, that's fucking right. They all got that super hot chick that just stands there and looks at him and nods their head. And then they, then they cut him off and say, we'll be right back with blah, blah, blah. What the Cowboys go all the way? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If you turn the sound down on that shit and just watch it, it's like, dude, she's getting ready to get Mandingo times five. It's like, he was watching first take all week. Oh, Ollie's fine ass. Oh, Ollie, dude. Here's the thing. Why does she yell all the time? Because she's married to uh, what's his name? Mandingo, six foot yeah. seven. She's married to Jalen Rose. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I don't. I heard that there's something about some sort of Miss Universe, but I don't know anything about it. Uh, it's the Miss Spain was a, was a guy in fucking drag, bro. What? Yeah, there was a Caitlyn Jenner motherfucker, and. and it just pissed me off where <laughs> got out about it. Fucking, do you know how many beautiful women are in fucking Spain? <laughs> hot. Spain, bro. It's right on the fucking Mediterranean with Italy and fucking Greece and fucking Portugal. That's where all the hottest women on the fucking planet came from. That's where fucking Latinas fucking came from, from fucking Spain. <laughs> so, so you're telling me this is the most attractive fucking woman y'all got walking around in fucking Madrid. It's fucking some fucking Ponce de Leon motherfucker and just throw a fucking, throw a fucking dress on and be like, okay, he's he's going to be our Mr. Fucking, uh, our Miss Fucking Universe. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Okay, so first, first of all, brilliant analysis, as always. Hold uh, on. Uh, let me say yeah, something. Is, let me put a disclaimer a, out there. No, no, this is, I'm looking at a picture here for the first time. This is a work... Because he hasn't even gotten his Adam's apple shaved down right. So this is absolutely them doing a bit here. Yes. Okay. So and, and if I was ju- a woman in Spain 
who busted her ass and go through all these beauty pageants and all this shit, and I get warmed up by, by fucking Vega from fucking Street Fighter wearing a goddamn dress? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, but think about how much fun you can make of all those bitches if you know them. Man, you lost their <laughs> Yeah, no, it, dude. It's like losing a fucking an arm wrestling contest to a guy that doesn't have arms. <laughs> really be like is it me going down to the maternity ward and giving birth to a baby faster and better than all these pregnant You're right exactly it'd be like okay finish like some kid taking a test in the second grade finish so let me just put this out there as a disclaimer we ain't got nothing against this dude but as Harper said Brett let me the broad should be pissed about it Man, we might be unprofessional, but I'm one of the more progressive sons of bitches you'll find, and this shit just doesn't rub me the right way at all. I, I don't, I don't care how people live their lives. I really don't. Me neither. <laughs> but I, I'm but I think Harper with a alone. That's what I'm right. pro. Like, here's the yeah, other yeah. Thing. I didn't want, I, I didn't want women in the locker room when, if I'm a if if I was a pro athlete standing there with my fucking trying to get dressed and some. Woman is standing. I mean, unless she's going to grab a ho- on the hose and start fucking yanking on it, you know. Do, do I think there shouldn't be women reporters? I didn't say that, but there's a right way to do shit and a wrong way to do shit. Yeah. Well, that the, the analogy you just gave is not the same as is the one Harper's given. Like Harper said, you got a lot of women who work their ass off in this beauty pageant, and I, I still haven't seen this person. Uh, but, but but I I think I agree with Harper. But Harper cut another. He's kind of hot. He's hot about it. He's mad. Oh no, yeah. the guy that and he's kind of hot. Oh, okay. For a well, guy wearing a dress, yeah, yeah. Would you I make mean, out with him? I just gotta. I need to know. You know, you've you've re- recently broadened your horizons sexually. Maybe that's the <laughs> maybe that's the next frontier for you. I okay. guess, huh? So okay, we're s- take a pegging if it was from Miss Spain. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to close my eyes and start thinking about something else. He, let's, Jesus Christ. I, I know, huh? Oh, what, you're looking at him? Angela Ponce. But, we're, but, we're, by the way, we're 18 minutes in, and we still haven't gotten to wrestling. If you're a true fan here, you don't care. This thing is 27 years old, man. That's nice, this thing. <laughs> well, you're, I, you're I, an I, asshole. I don't know how to... feelings and a fucking Adam's apple. You are an asshole, Doc. What? You are an asshole. I don't know how to properly label it. So I kept it I kept it gender neutral. That's a thing, right? Jesus Christ. Now we're gonna go down to Santa Claus gender neutral gender. I did gender neutral. That's a whole nother fucking thing. Y'all hey. wanna shake up fucking Christmas and try to change a song around and make fucking Santa fucking gender neutral? Why don't you go to fucking midnight mass? Don't hide. really shake up fucking Christmas. Don't hide behind Santa Claus's skirt. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> there we got a Mrs. Claus, bro. The There's, fuck? A... <laughs> There's a mini kiss. There's nothing wrong with Santa Midget. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't believe. I cannot believe when I read. Dude, I swear. I. You know how we talk about everything's being a work? I, I, and th- I think society went through a phase where, where they, like, People really were like, "Oh, I'm offended by this. I'm offended by this." But what's happened lately is they've like society and the news cycle has started to spot monkey it up. And what I mean is, 
Like, it's one thing to be offended by something or not offended by something or to think, you know, no, we want equal this, we want equal that. Like, I believe in some form of equality. I mean, not some. I believe in equality for all. But but <laughs> you're taking it way too fucking far when you start going, well, Santa Claus needs to be gen- uh, uh, gender neutral. Uh, ge- well, like, wh- what? Well, why? <laughs> What's the fucking point? We There's a Mrs. Claus, as far as I know, for from... You know, as far back as I've been alive, that's yeah, been that's in existence. Lady. Right. That's just broad. Why do we need why why do we need all of a sudden a, a gender neutral Santa? Like what's the what's the big deal? Why, why is like this to, so Because Michael, we would like to correctly mirror the diversity that we see in the in the community. No, no. <laughs> you know what it is? You know what it is? It's just like everything else in life. It's a diversion we, to get us arguing about stupid shit that don't matter so that we can get that. robbed blind. It's 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 everybody on the planet just trying to spot monkey it up. It's like it's everything everything in the news. It's it's just we're to bring this all back to wrestling, we're just spot monkeying this shit all the way up. That's what that, so, that's what that's about. So we got to get to wrestling been, talk, bro. Well, we've been talking for 20 minutes, but at least we ain't been telling you about our live show that's coming to this town or how somebody's going to call you if you buy our loot. Or I want to talk about that, but first I want to tell you about DDP Yoka. See, we just been out here spitting truth to the people, and our people know that. Yeah, and Bark right. Box. Bark, Bark <laughs> Box. That's an old one, dude. I haven't okay. heard that one in a long time, but. All right, so can we get into the uh, NWA show I got a, this week? Yeah, I got a question about this show from the top. Okay, well, so let me let me let me. Uh, Dude, the, are we in a? Are, I, this is a legitimate question. Hold on, I hold on. Re- let, let me hit start on the Patreon I, video, asshole. Let me hit uh, start on the Patreon video. I hate you so much. I just hit start on it, Doc. We are now talking NWA September twelfth, nineteen eighty-seven. Doc, you had something to say about that? Did baseball have a strike in nineteen eighty-seven? <laughs> Dude, they just I go kind of quick with the um, fucking little half an hour fucking episodes. Last year, we had a lot of Braves baseball interrupting Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, we, we also, if you remember when we got to the fall in 86, we had a lot of college football cutting off Saturday night, making it real quick episodes. Y'all remember that? Yeah. So, But this year, there's only been maybe a handful of, where Braves baseball cut into the show. They ain't playing next Saturday either. I look. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're just having fun, but Doc does bring up a point. It's like Brave it is I'm starting to wonder if like the Braves were just like uh, or TBS was like, "Well, y'all y'all got to work around that, man. We we got to we got to move ba- we got to move the Saturday baseball up uh up up sometime cuz we can't cut into the wrestling." I don't know, who knows. Well, it Ted them to both, right? The network and the um, yeah, well, still own the Braves? No, he don't Maybe. own them, does he? I have no not clue. Not now, not now, no. And and you know, just the, he ain't far off from owning this promotion either at this point. Let's just oh, shit. Out. Jim Crow promotions I mean, close. is about to it's about to go. Bye bye. Yeah. Yep. JCP is about to be non-existent uh, shortly. So, okay. We get into this thing. Uh, they show the show opening. We see Ronnie Garvin and Arn Anderson wrestling on NWA Pro. And then we cut to the studio. Uh, Jim Crockett Jr. comes in, and he has a few words to say. He honestly put me to sleep. He did mention some UWF news and a few other things. We'll talk more about that as we get into this thing. Uh, hey, by, he the, way, by the way, what, what's, the date? what's the date on tonight's episode? Uh, September, September 12th, 87? 
Yeah, because when they started talking talking about Starcade, I'm thinking, wasn't this when like Vince fucked them over? Was this the paper? Was this the Starcade? I thought that was '85. No, he's talking about um, when he ran against them, right? To fuck what them over, uh, dude. Hold on, I'll do some it's, looking. You, you you do whatever it is you need to do over there. Yeah, do some with looking. The my w, my d- with the yeah, rumble. rumble. I know that's what I'm saying. Um, Doc's gonna look it up. My my WWF history, it 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 don't exist. Let's just. I mean, I I know. Okay, a little. so I mean, here's I the really... WWF in a nutshell for the historians out there. It sucked. It sucked. It sucked. It sucked. It sucked. It sucked. It stuck. Stone Cold, The Rock. It sucked. 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 I knew he was gonna do that. He and by the way, he said that forever, even before we ever started doing this show. He he literally was like, they had a small period where I liked it, and then other than that, I hated it. Okay, we'll keep going while Doc is looking up what you just asked. In 1987, the WWF scheduled a pay-per-view of their own Survivor Series on Thanksgiving night and demanded exclusivity. So this is it, this year. All right, so there it is. I didn't realize it was 87, I can admit that. Uh, We keep going. We got the first match. It is Sean Royal. He defeats Alan Martin. Hopper, do you have anything from that match? No, it's just it, when I popped up and said new breed, I'm like, okay, this is when they come back. <laughs> nope. Uh, nope. Uh, Sean Royal. I did like Doc, that uh, Tony mentioned that his hair was growing back normal. Yeah. Um, It was, and it was growing back normal. It's kind of been that way for a while now, but yeah. They then go to a very long match where it is Jim Cornette, he comes out, he introduces Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who did, who did Sean Royal face? Uh, Alan Martin. That, fuck, I forgot his Alan I, Martin. I, yeah. Go, all right, Mike, go to 628 and tell me the last time you saw Enhancement Talent on Saturday night get a move bat, big badass. All right, let's see what happens. Sean Royal shoots him off. To be honest, uh, I kind of fast forward through it when I... It's it's like a, it was somewhat of a Hurricane Rana from a from Alan from Martin, a, except he from an enhancement he, talent that's not Mike Jackson. Yeah, yeah, you don't see that much. Um, okay. Yeah, well, I agree. And I, Hopper, it wasn't much of a match. I mean, they got out there and worked hard, but you know, it's Sean Royal and he's defeating Alan Martin. So, all right, the next match, like I said, Corny introduces Bobby Eaton, who takes on Nikolai Volkov for the World TV Title. Uh, yeah. I'll, let me let me mention what I have, and then I'll throw it around to you guys. Uh, so these guys, they go a good 15 minutes before this thing gets settled. The finish is Nikita catching Bobby with a tackle. Bobby is pinned, but Corny distracts Teddy Long. Stan Lane comes in and whacks Nikita with the racket, but Teddy doesn't see it. Dusty comes running out because he is pissed. Dusty hits Bobby and puts Bobby in the sleeper or weaver lock. Teddy calls for the bell. No one wins. Bobby is asleep in the ring. Scrappy McGowan, the other ref, comes in. They declare Nikita the winner by DQ. Not a clean finish, but what do you expect in the studio? Uh, Harper, I'll go to you first. What did you have from all of the shenanigans and everything that went on here in a, like I said, a very long match? Yeah, I mean, this this made me sit up because I'm so used to seeing these jobber matches. You just kind of... Oh God! Here we go. Fast right. forward. I was like, "Oh, whoa, whoa! What do we have here? The fuck is this?" Yeah, they, we got they, Nikita they, they, versus Bobby for the title. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I thought, I mean, it's Bobby Eaton, so I guess he can work with anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Um, anything else from it, Hopper? 
Oh, who's that guy that they're talking about? He's the commissioner for the UWF who who played for the Denver Broncos or something. Which name did they give? I forget the guy's name. All John, heard of Denver John Broncos. Elway. Yeah. No, no they did. Uh, I I know what you're talking about, and I, the guy's the name is on the tip of my tongue, and I I can't fucking spit it out. Gus so right. Sure. No, you're an idiot. It was. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but I'm. Yeah, Doc, what did you have from the match? My first note was I think I appreciated this more in 2018 than I did in 1987. And the reason why is there was a lot, I thought there was a lot of psychology here. And what I really wanted to know was, so did has Nikita gotten better? Or did was Eaton able to draw a more interesting match out of him than Flair was just a year earlier? I think maybe Nikita got a little better because that was the other thing too. Um, Nikita has almost had a year now of working as a face and that was, you know, he, he hadn't been a face for that long when he worked with Flair. So maybe it's a little bit of both. Did you hear how many many cheers Bobby was getting? Man, the studio's weird. We've talked about this a lot. It sure is. Because the, the heels, like the horsemen get cheers sometimes and, Dusty yeah. gets booed, and but then you know you go to the live arenas, and the the baby yeah. faces are still getting. Che- it's it's a weird. It's it's just a weird. I think it's, like I, go ahead. I Hopper. think it's like that because it's the same people showing up to this shit because it's in the same, you know, the studio every Saturday morning, and it's the same the same people showing up. It's it's not like in the when you're traveling. It's you know a different crowd every night. I don't know. It's just it's just really weird, man. But the they do it's just weird in the studio. Dusty gets booed. The faces sometimes get booed. But the I heels mean, get cheered. Like them horsemen guys. Yeah, now they those got, dudes. Yeah, they even got black ones now. Sorry, <laughs> <Yeah. L. laughs> yeah. the Blorsman. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, that's when you know you're fucking over. When the brothers are getting involved, they heard the brothers heard all the way live and were like, All right. <laughs> um, and then I really like the story they were telling. Where I mean, it's slow and it would never work today, but Eaton, like, just I got to get him on the mat. I got to cut off that air. I got to work him. And just that I, I thought this was really well done. I mean, no surprise, obviously, given that it's Eaton, but really, I, I really enjoyed this. I ain't gonna lie. I never saw this match, and when Stan came in with the tennis rocket, I was like, "Oh fuck! <laughs> oh fuck! I don't remember this happening." Um, and then, and then fucking Dusty shut up. I'm like, "Yeah, damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, this was good, man. It, Bobby Eaton's one of the best wrestlers of all time. Um, yeah, people that watch wrestling know that, and people that are you know, appreciative of the old days, realize how great he was. So this is good, though, man. I mean, well, I, I saw I saw Vince roll out his family on Raw Monday night, and they said they were going to start listening to the fans. So I'm sure we can start to expect to see some Bobby Eaton like characters on TV any day now. Yeah, Watch sure. it, but you're going to see like a, a a lot more women matches now. Hmm. Uh, not exactly I, what not, I meant. I'm well. not here to talk about Raw, but okay. All right, so let's go now to anything else from that match, though, Doc, the corny, I mean, Bobby. Are we going to where Nikita's about to curse? 
I think so. I think I got um yeah I got it I got it queued up. It's Dusty and Nikita out there. This is after the match. I'm gonna hit play, and if we're if y'all are good, I'll uh, I'll keep going. So here it is. What a great match for the World Television title to the champion Nikita Golov and Dusty that Weaver Lock right on beautiful Bobby to end things up. It ain't so much the Weaver Lock because we're going to start taking care of our own business. We're going to take care of our own. I told you last week, Jim Garnett and the four husbands that Nikita Golov and Dusty Rhodes, the superpowers, now going to take care of our own business. So you can talk about it as long as you want. But right there, you got a little taste. Nobody's more powerful. Nobody's more ambitious. Nobody is meaner than Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, and Nikita Koloff. Now again, baby, dude's going to be paid to the husband and Jim Garnett, the United States Tag Team titles. Now again, we're going to make it personal. They're going to come to us now, baby. You know, baby, I'm in the house rough for a gun. Who defeats them in Crockett Cup? Better than Falcon, it was a Super Bowl. Does it wrong? I'm not gonna go wrong. Who defeated them in Crockett Cup? And right here, Tony, today, I defend the World TV Tangle against one of the Midnight Express. And you know how I feel about getting hit on the hill with Tennis Rocket. Yeah. I tell it to you just like this in American Tom. It's a whole, a whole bunch of bull story. I don't care who wants to sign Godran. You don't You want to sign Godran. I'm You want to be World TV Champion. Then sign Godran. And I wrestle to you. I wrestle you on TV or anywhere. What about that, Julian? Whoa, we having a ball. That ain't all out here in Hollywood. Nothing. Nothing. The tides have turned. Now, dear, everybody's excited. Dusty Rhodes is excited. Oh, all right. All right. I mean, you want to talk about excitement. You want to talk about taking care of business. That's what just happened in the middle of that square circle. That's what it's all about. The Weaver Lock, Nikita Koloff, this team, most powerful team in the history of professional wrestling. Those U.S. tag titles are in deep, deep trouble. Anytime they decide to step inside that square circle, these men will be the new judges. I'm their number one backer. I know better than anybody. Magnum, it's really great to see you out here, and I know you've been working with the UWF on their television programs. They have a man that claimed the world television champion. We're talking about Terry Taylor. This is the most devastating champion the, the world's television title has ever seen. Anybody else can claim it. This is the man to beat right here. Okay, Nikita Kola, world television champion. We talked about Terry Taylor, the UWF world television champion. Let's take a look at Terry Taylor going up against Shane Douglas for that UWF world television title. All right, so uh, pause it real quick. We'll talk about Shane Douglas and Terry Taylor in a second. But, Doc, uh, what did you have from Dusty, Nikita, and Magnum right there? So, Shatoata is Russian for bullshit. <laughs> oh, really? I don't know. <laughs> no. But Why it's, not? Yeah, we can make it up as we go. It's it Shato- means something. It, anybody out there? Before. Anybody out there speaks Russian? Like, DM me on Twitter or email me, bookintheterritory at gmail.com. And, and if, if Shatoata means something, because I, I would just throw it in Google Translate, but I don't know how to spell that shit. So I would can't you trust that before. Would you trust Tony? Would you trust anybody to tell you the truth on that? No, yeah, it'd really. be a work. 
I think it means that you shove your fist up or twat till it rears <laughs> your elbow, man. Put that in Urban Dictionary, man. Give me credit. Yeah. Can I have my throw, patron money back for the month for telling you? Throw that into your Google machine. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> no, I'm 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 mocking a certain podcast. Uh, oh yeah, that Chateau. Uh, boy, I don't even. Right. Okay. While you're doing that, Hot Harper, anything from Dusty and Nikita right there? I, I was fucking kind of shocked to see Magnum. Yeah, he nice. comes, runs in. Yeah. yeah, he runs in, and um, I think I think the point of it, I don't know if it went over as well as they wanted to. The point of it was he was going to pump up Nikita as the real TV champion because. They're they're about to start cutting promos against each other, Nikita and Terry Taylor. Uh, yeah. We'll see that in the coming weeks. But anyway, uh, that was the point of that. So that and then so that they can transition to this match with Douglas and and Taylor that uh, they show uh, right here. So, uh, any any other thoughts, Harper? I thought they love Dusty, man. They weren't screaming four horsemen for uh, when 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 he came out tonight. Mm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, they certainly did. They were all over it, and they were um, they were cheering him. That's uh, why I you... thought those guys weren't there for this show. Oh, because yeah, because because of all the cheers Dusty got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doc. What else you had from it? I think that you could hear real like emotion from Tony, sounding excited to see Magnum. Yeah, when I he saw so him too. come out. I thought so too. If Tony should have said, "This place ain't been the same since you left," boy, no shit. <laughs> Lots of change, man. Now we got to deal with fucking Sting. This is my last uh, show. Yeah, okay. this is the first time I think we we fucking hear his name. Ugh. Well, uh, let's uh, we'll get to that shortly. Well, are we going to be able to? Are we going to be able to continue? Because we're about to segue into something where Shane Douglas and we know that you have stuck your nose into Luke's business with this Shane Douglas situation. Well, because Shane's an asshole? I mean, what do you want me to say? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, what, just what, do you, what do you want from me? Is it just because he's right wing? That's not fair. You said politics-free <laughs> zone. This is a politics-free zone. This ain't got right. nothing to do with politics. When I when I say he's an asshole, we're talking strictly wrestling and just in just his bullshit. He thinks he's he's a legend in his own mind. You know, I mean, well, he's he, Douglas. What do you want me to say? He, he, <laughs> you're just mad because he disrespected the NWA World Title more than you <laughs> tried to. Oh. <laughs> I guarantee you, he never told a former NWA World Champion to go fuck himself either. I'm pretty sure he told all of them. Well, too actually, he, he threw did. that belt down. <laughs> he threw that belt down. That's true. I meant face to face. That, that oh, but I, okay. I, I did enjoy that promo. Yeah. I'll never live that down, the Tommy Rich encounter. Okay, so, Doc, uh, let's figure – I figure you got nothing else from Dusty, Nikita, and Magnum right there. Uh, what did you have? I'm sure you enjoyed a little UWF footage with Terry Taylor and Shane Douglas, though, for the TV title. Uh, look how young everybody looks. Man, the yeah, franchise looks super young there. And, uh, and uh, you know, good stuff. It's weird. You know, he puts over the figure four. And uh, are you going all the way here, or do you want to stop and talk about any of this? But at the oh, end, I, you know. I mean, I was just going to say, I mean, they it was a fun little segment that they threw it to. And, I mean, 
you you understand why as we start to build towards Starcade, but uh, essentially Terry Taylor wins the TV title from Douglas right there. He puts him in the figure four. Um, I guess it. I, I couldn't really tell if Douglas gave up or the ref just said no, no, no. He's out. He's out. He's out. But anyway, I thought he pinned, um, him. Thought he pinned him with it. But then at the end, man, Gary Young was in there, huh? Uh, Gary Young, Hastafiti Gilbert, uh, Rick Steiner is on the outside of the ring. Lots, um, uh, I don't want to call it a big celebration, but you know, it was, um, it was pretty good, it man. Sucks. It was, it sucks that shit didn't last. I mean, it seems like they had all the right, uh, you know, players. Mm. Well, they booked well, that shit terrible. How, uh, so if you got some talent and you got a TV show. Uh, then what could possibly be the problem why a promotion don't work? <laughs> uh, bad Booker. I don't yeah. respect you, Booker, man. Um, and bad leadership. I mean, not all the booking is bad in JCP. They just don't know how to run a business. And then they, we'll get into this, but they did nothing with the UWF talent. Nothing. No, this was fun. I, I, I was the one that liked the episode a couple of weeks ago when it was Florida and UCA, uh, 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 whatever. UWF. Yeah. Thank you. I almost said UFC. Um, I like that episode because it was something different. It was something new. That's what this match was. You get to see Shane Douglas. I when's the last time you saw Gary Young on Saturday Night TV? You didn't. So it was just it was a way to infuse new talent, which they they needed if they were going to be national. They just fucked this whole thing up, man. Just yeah, completely, man. It's just okay, bullshit. well, and now and now, just to fucking you know drop the urn with Grandpa's ashes on the floor, just to completely mess it up. We're gonna have to start dealing with Sting. Jesus Christ! All right, we'll, we'll get there. Hopper, what did you have from Douglas and Taylor right there? Man, it's just I mean. Like y'all said, Shane looked like he was fucking twelve. He does. He looked. And like I wish I would have fucking asked him about this because I didn't know he was a former. He was involved in all this back then. Oh, you, 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 you and Douglas get along? Oh yeah, I mean we know how to talk to people in the business. We're not running around hanging up on people. And yeah, we're not being barked for ourselves, Michael. Really? <laughs> oh, proper. Yeah, Doc. Doc ain't never talked to no fucking body except for Manny Fernandez in a fucking bar where he was imitating Dusty Rhodes and Manny looked at him like, who the fuck's this asshole? <laughs> That's the only time Doc's been around a quote-unquote uh, former star, and that was his take on it. Anyway, uh, whatever. I've been, Charlotte right. lately. I've been trying to slide into Charlotte's DM so I can start hanging out with Pop Pop, too. Good luck with that. Let me know how it works out for you. I don't <laughs> really care. All right, uh, this was cool, Hopper. I agree. And next time you see Shane, yeah, I just figured I could nibble on that mole on her face. Wow, <laughs> you are such an <laughs> asshole. Yeah, I hate people like you that make fun of people with imperfections like that. It, that's that's yeah. that's a dick move. <laughs> she can't help that. Man, there's there's Shelby. Let me say. You're an asshole. You are an asshole. I'm about to say something on air, and you're gonna have to tell me if I can, if I have to cut it out after. Come there's on, somebody... no, no, come on, dude. You can't, you, you can't do that. Come on. There's, there's somebody we used to have to deal with at the shoot job, brother, who, <laughs> who's got a, who's got a like, an she's issue. Got a physical. She's got a physical deformity. <laughs> and fucking Doc used to make fun of that poor lady. 
First of all, that's not true. Second of all, you won't quit having to deal with her. Third, when she had to have some surgeries, I actually put, for the only time in my my shoot career, I put money in the envelope to help out, which is far more than you did. And then you called her a mangled fucking fraud. (laughs) Fucking dirty bastard. Everybody has bad days. I mean, you did it on a daily basis. You're a dirty bastard. You know it. You dirty motherfucker. I don't go after your weaknesses, but if you if you act like a shithead, I'm going to point them out in the promo. That's just what gutting a good promo is all about. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You got to mix in some real life animosity into the promo, pal. Why do I all have right. to teach you this? You're supposed to be teaching us. You're the wrestler here. Sure. All right, let's keep it moving then. This was some good stuff. Next time you see Shane Hopper, just mention it to him and uh you'll get some shane douglas from here on out uh well i don't say maybe i shouldn't say that let me say it like that all right so uh we get a this was a replay right doc and tony throws this to ronnie garvin and arn anderson from nwa pro garvin has arn in the figure four rick attacks ronnie they attack dusty lex puts dusty in a torture rack we already talked about all that all the faces Mm -hmm. finally come out to the ring um and then from there they cut a promo, if I could get to the uh, correct timestamp of it all. Uh, we get a promo from uh, Ric Flair finally at the end of all of the craziness that went on that we saw last week. So uh, let's go to that right now. Well, there he was, Ron Garvin, flat on the mat, the I world champion. Stop it that away. was no class reunion for the dream of Ronnie Garvin. What that was was a horseman's education. And Ronnie Garvin... How did it feel, huh? How did it feel, pal, to feel those size 12 knocking your chest through the ring? And there was Dusty Rhodes, the legend, the man, whoo, in the human torture act. Is that right, JJ? Oh, yeah. I don't see a problem, do you, JJ? What I see is two men that have boasted, bragged, and tried to convince, whoo, the American public that they're ready to walk the aisle. They're ready to style and profile when in fact what they are is two men that got the you-know-what beat out of them at the hands of yours truly and my four illustrious friends, James J. Dillon, Art Anderson, woo, and Lex Luger. So Ronnie Garvin, the next time you walk out here, and tell the whole world that you're going to beat up Ric Flair. And Dusty Rhodes, the next time you call yourself the legend and tell Luger to come your way, please play back that video one more time. And remember, the most important thing in life is to be number one all the time, not on your backside. Not bragging about things that will never take place. In other words, diamonds are forever. Woo! And so are the four horsemen. JJ, you're looking fine. I've ever seen it. All right, Doc, I'll throw it to you first. What do you have from Rick right there? Did you notice he was wearing his wedding ring? No. Oh, wow. Come on, pal. You got to take that off. I don't think it affected his rat banging game. I don't think so either, but it does hurt the image if you're paying attention. Uh, some women like that type of shit. What kind of women? The, Where are they? The, Where are the, they? The, rat, the rats that Rick got a hold of that, you know, 
Some so of them I need to head down to my local Marriott and dye my hair. Um, no, no one said one. that. No one said that. No one said that. All right. Well, nothing. I mean, nothing fantastic there that jumps out. But again, solid promo from Rick, and uh, he and he's not going to lose this belt. That's his. That was meat and potatoes, and that's what yeah. I have from it. Harper, what'd you have? Yeah, it was a meat and potatoes. Yeah, but I still take it. It's fucking Rick. Oh yeah, no doubt. So let's uh let's mix it up. We got something new that is actually about to happen here. Doc's been begging for some UWF stuff and you know, just a little bit more maybe from what we saw. He said he enjoyed that episode a few weeks back when we had all UWF in Florida guys. Well, hey, here goes UWF. We got hot stuff Eddie Gilbert and Terry Taylor cutting a promo. Uh let's um let's go to it now. Tony's gonna throw us to it. Here it is. Fans, a controversy rages on about the world television title. We have seen both champions, Nikita Koloff, the NWA World Television Champion, and just a few moments ago, how Terry Taylor won the UWF World Television title. Well, let's go down to the locker room to hear from Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert and Terry Taylor, the first family, about Terry Taylor winning that UWF World Television title. Yeah, just when you thought it was safe to go back to the wrestling matches, well, what happens? The first family of professional wrestling is right back on top again, just when everybody wrote us off. Everybody said, ha, 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 I went to all the wrestling matches, Terry, and all the people are going, ha, 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 you lost the television title, Shane Douglas. Well, who do you think walked into the ring and took the world television title away from Shane Douglas? Well... None other, that's right, Terry, none other than Terry Taylor, the vice president of the first family, the man that is going to make the world television title of the UWF a very, very well-known product. Because not only has Terry Taylor told me and wanted me to promise all you people, just like he'll tell you in just a minute, that he's going to wrestle each and every contender that wants to wrestle him, he's also even issued a challenge. And I want everybody to wake up and listen to this. Get your ears open. Clean the wax out of them. Nikita Koloff, the so-called other world television champion, we're issuing the challenge right now. Chris Adams, Sting, Shane Douglas, everybody else can come on, but Nikita Koloff's got to wake up. Yeah, Nikita Koloff, you're from the other side of the world. Come over here to the United States and think you're going to make a big name for yourself. Well, I am the world's television champion, and if I have to go right through you to prove it, that's what I'm going to do. Now, Chris Adams, if you want a match, fine. Just get the courage up to sign. Shane Douglas rematch? Sure, why not, Eddie? Because no matter what happens, and the end of this, we are going to be the tag. We're going to be the world's television champion, right, right or wrong. Guess what? We always want a real champion. Harper? Well, no, Doc, Doc's been wanting UWF. Doc, what did you think about it? Hot stuff and Terry right there. Man, hot stuff Eddie Gilbert looks like Fred Durst. He looks like a typical piece of shit like you see hanging out in front of a, a 7-Eleven smoking a cigarette and like, hey, you want to buy a bag? So Fred Durst. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who Fred Durst is, Mike? Fuck you. Do you know who he was? No, I don't. Is he dead? He was the quarterback for the uh, New England uh, Patriots. I got no clue who, who that is. <laughs> yeah, you do. From fucking Limp, Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit, dude. I just I, when he said quarterback for New England Patriots, I was like what? I I don't know who that is. What do you want me to say? Uh, okay, he looks like Fred Durst. Um, it, well, it, but we got two uh, guys that are both saying they are the world's TV champion. 
Uh, so unless one of them is the flat Earth champion and the other one is the global Earth champion, I guess we're gonna we're gonna have to settle this shit. That would have been awesome back in the day. If, I'm not gonna, if the heel move is like I'm not gonna wrestle you because I'm the flat Earth champion. <laughs> You're a heel. I like oh, that. that I, I, I I tell you one thing. I think that belt looks better than the uh, the NWA title. That, well, that, let. Uh, let me tell you this. I don't mean to spoil anybody's good times here or provide spoilers, but one of these companies just bought the other company. And there's a famous story about the company who got bought stars getting buried left and right. So there uh, you go. Unfortunately, uh, I hate to agree with Doc, but uh, the UWF TV title was OK. I tell you what, it was it was a lot better when they went to that from what they had in Mid-South, because in Mid-South they had a they had a damn medallion. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know people are like nostalgic about it, but I, 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 the medallion was, it was all right. I mean, wasn't my thing, but they, they actually got a, a TV, an actual belt or a strap for the UWF. So I thought it was cool. I think it's a decent looking belt though. Uh, but you know what doc just said, you know, it was going to be true, but anyway, Hopper, what else did you have for this? Other than the fact that it was pretty cool to see two guys cut a promo that you normally don't hear from. I mean, wouldn't that be cool? If the belt was like a Zenith TV on the front of it, and it had like speakers for like the side plates, yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. Up next, we got Tully Blanchard who defeats Mike Force in a. Um, eh, it wasn't that quick. Well, yeah, it was actually. It was a quick match. It was pretty Doc, quick. Anything, anything for Nap Doc? No, he hoisted him up and got him slingshotted pretty quick. I thought. Yeah. yeah, he did. Um, Hopper, anything from you on it? Nah. No, I me either. And then we go, let me get the timestamp. When we go to J.J. Dillon. So here that is. Symbol of excellence, the four horsemen. And we're here with J.J. Dillon and two-man Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, after, of course, the World Tag Team Battle. I just want to know who the American Dream Dusty Rhodes thinks he is. Once again, coming out here on national television, sticking his nose in a match in which he has no business whatsoever, taking beautiful Bobby Eaton, slamming him off the top, and then choking him out on national television and smiling about it. Hopping in the back, screaming for Jim Crockett. Can't find him. He's locked away in a conference room somewhere, talking overseas. Never got time when somebody's got the American dream in a position where it's a little bit embarrassing, where he's choking somebody on national television. I'm going to get together with these referees around here and going to demand that we get together and re-educate them because the American dream puts a hold on because Weaver taught it to him. Everybody's assuming that it's a legal slipper hold when I know as well as all the four horsemen and everybody else with that much honesty in him that it's an out and out blatant joke hold. You know, Tony Schiavone, you got half the crowd out here hollering, Tully went down, horseman down, and you got the other other half of class people in their coats and their ties looking clean, holding up the symbol of success. Well, that's what it's all about. And then you got people at home, aren't I get letters? Guy, you talk about doing it, but the Rock and Roll Express are still the world's tag team champions. You know, that kind of bothers me a little bit. I don't know about you. Well, Tony, you know, when you're the champion, you don't have to beat anybody. All you got to do is survive the time limit or get DQ'd. So the Rocky Rolls escaped this, this long that way. 
But the thing is, nothing all, when you got a big boulder and you want to knock it down, you start chipping away at it. You start chipping and chipping. What we're doing is we're hurting you. A little bit along, a little bit along, until we finally get you in that position. Nobody knows more about tag team wrestling than the Horsemen or the Andersons. So just remember, Rock and Roll, this time last year, we had you geared, baby. Right here you see a situation, Tony Giovanni. Well, we got the situation under control. All we're doing is giving Kendall Wyndham just a little verbal lesson, a little uh, visual aid, if you might call it. Now, whether Rocky Rose saw fit to come in this match, as you see right here, I'll never know. It's against the law. It ought to be a criminal act. Right there, Corky Morton dropped me on my head. And watch what happens. Fire. Now, what do, you, what do you call that right there, Tony Giovanni? Taking out his belt right now. Congrats to you, look like a wrestling maneuver. Well, no, no. I'm not taking out the well, belt, no. Illegal. It should be against the law, it should be banned, but the bottom line is, what the rock and roll are, are scared. When you got a problem, you identify the source. Once you identify the source, then you can solve the problem. Well, rock and roll, remember one thing. The horsemen don't come out here and put our credibility on the line, say we're going to do something and not happen. We will be your next world champions. And as I look on this sheet, I see you got a match with myself and Barry Wyndham coming up. That's right. People all across this country, this match would pack any arena. That's but right. you're getting it for a freebie. It's been your pleasure, Tony Giovanni. And I'm going to go take a seat and watch it myself. You know, this thing's really sticking in my craw to the point if somebody can find Crockett, I got money, I got all the kind of money we need if I have to buy a plane ticket from Professor Taro Tanaka from California to get him to Crockett's office. I want all those referees lined up, and I want Professor Tanaka, who has knowledge in the sleeper hole, to show those idiot referees, hey, this is a chokehold, this is a sleeper hold, and let's get it right. I'm sick and tired of the dream choking people out and referees saying it's okay. A very special guest and our Western States here at title when we come back. Well, there was a lot that happened there, and I loved it all, to be honest. But, Doc, what did you have? The main line that I liked was he let you know that you're getting something for free tonight. Yeah, that was one of many. That's, you know, let me break this down for you. Most people got to pay, but you're getting real. you're getting a real treat here, so be thankful, you know. That kind of shit, you know. Then you had Tully admitting that half the crowd is for them and half the crowd is for the baby faces, which I thought was what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. JJ's pitching a fit. I liked it when Arn was like, this shit's a criminal act. <laughs> it's, I, I got it's something to say about that. <laughs> when it's page one of their playbook. It's, it's 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 the it's the what they call it in a book the foreword it's the fucking foreword in their playbook it's it's not only in the playbook but it's the foreword of it but keep going yeah so and, and just again just lots and lots of meat and potatoes we're gonna do what we say we're gonna do we're gonna you know Arn gave you some of that long the longest journey begins with the smallest step kind of stuff and how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time kind of shit. That shit was good, man. Yeah. Paul, what'd, like, you, what, what'd you have? Yeah, like when he explained with the, oh, you know, how do you knock down a boulder? You got to chip at it one piece at a time. And that's what they're doing to the rock and roll, man. The yeah. rock and roll are fucked. I'm telling you. Did he you. call him punky? He did. 
Yeah. He he straight up called him Punky. He said he called him Punky Morton. Mm-hmm. So, neither one of y'all mentioned this, so let me bring it Pardon. up. J.J. talking about re-educating the referees is the epitome of hypocrisy. I liked it. He said he was going to bring back Tanaka to do it. Yeah, <laughs> Toro Tanaka. I don't like people. I don't even know. I guess Man, people there were some then. old timers sitting there with their their can of yellow belly Coors, like my grandpa going. I remember him. That was one tough sob. Yeah, um, Harper. We we saw this last week. But did you enjoy Arn's satin baby blue jacket? Yeah, man. It well, is the Houston got... Oilers colors, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That thing's beautiful, man. It's like an Oilers jacket, but they just took the the yeah. fucking the, the helmet <laughs> off and just put the horseman symbol on it. This is where yeah. we're, pretty soon we'll find out on one of Conrad's shows how much he paid for it in some auction somewhere. Right. They, saw they, got the, they even got horseman pennants. I'll take one of those motherfuckers. Yeah, he'll be talking about that and how no other podcast has talked about that and in, in podcast land ever. Uh, the other thing, too, I love how when the horsemen get cheated, they cry foul. Um, but when when the rock and roll come out and do something to them, you know, it, it's, oh, my God, they did us so wrong. But yeah. but they it's just it's just great because they do it all the time. But, you know, no harm, no foul. It, uh, they'll, they'll just why you got to bring why you got to bring up old shit. I know. And then, but, Doc, the first thing you said was so true. Uh, he ain't telling a lie when he says him versus Barry on free TV was a great thing. That's mm-hmm. that's just a a freaking fact, uh, fact of life at that point. Uh, Doc, anything else from this promo? Man, they're getting ready to tear it down, friend. Yes, they are. Harper, anything from you from that before let's, we keep going? Let's go. So, I'm about to play a segment, and then before I throw it to y'all and question what you think. I'm just going to hit play. I'm not even going to say who it is. It's David, it's David Crockett with someone else. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, with great pleasure, I present the co-host of the Universal Wrestling Federation, Missy Hyde. Missy, welcome. Well, thank you. I am so thrilled to be here on the Superstation. You know, I am the hostess of the Universal Wrestling Federation program, and I get to go from the Big Apple to Los Angeles to Las Vegas, to Detroit, doing all kinds of special interviews. But I'm here to say there's a lot of great action going on. And you know, there's one thing I want to say about this uh, Western States Heritage title. It originated in Fort Worth, Texas. And Barry Windham's like kind of cute, but I don't think he can beat Iron Anderson. I don't even think he can beat Terry Taylor. Uh, Hot Step Eddie Gilbert, or even um, Steve Dr. Death Williams. Well, Missy, let's find out if he can. Barry Wyndham, Iron Anderson, Western States Heritage Championship. It's on the line. Let's go to it right now. Uh, Harper, so. Yeah. You had to pause the show. You cranked one off before you finish your notes on this one, right? Mm, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, are your. I know you take paper notes. Um, are your notes stuck together right now? That's when you, nice. Just asking, bro. Just look. You know, she's a good look. southern woman. She does those those uh, civil war reenactments. Okay. Oh my god, <laughs> Missy. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal from Conrad now. Was she roll tied back then, Harper, or what? Fuck yeah, dude. All the way live. All the way live. Yeah, Even was, for you, man, and you hate white women. I mean, it ain't my preference. 
she was a keeper. Yeah. Um. She, she's. I mean, she's not like Brandy Rhodes level all the way live. If you ask me, right. in my opinion. But she, Missy was all the way live. Doc, what yeah. did you have from this? She was all the way live. Okay. How they find her? She was John, in the UWF. She was. Yeah, she was with John Tatum in World Class in like eighty. What eighty five, eighty six? Uh, sounds about right. I'm. I don't know for certain off the top of my she head. She was but... with John Tatum until she was with Hot Stuff. She was roll tied though, right, Doc? God almighty. <laughs> Come on, bro. Now you, every wrestling fan out there knows, man, the first time they saw Missy and you were our what? age. <laughs> what you, the... you can't tell me you didn't stop and freeze. It's kind of a, it's kind of a nice. rever- it's kind of a reverse curse though because it's right about that age when you start giving up wrestling to chase it anyway, and that's just drawing your mind off the wrestling. You ought to be out in these streets sniffing yeah. around at some shit. Yeah. All right. This, so This wrestling ain't so hot anymore, man. You got to grow up it. a little bit and realize that you don't want to fall into that trap and come we back all to step the wrestling. We all yeah. step away from it and then come back to it. Uh, but that was Missy, so you heard from her there, and Harper's notes are stuck together because he had to crank one off in the middle of the show. Uh, with that, we will then go to this big match that they are talking about where it is Barry Windham, the Western States Heritage Champion. Uh, the title's on the line. He is going up against Arn Anderson. And um, there was a TV time limit, although I think I missed the announcement at the very beginning of how long or how much time they were going to have. I think it was they a half about- an hour. Okay, cool. They it felt like they went about twenty minutes. Um, the first ten minutes they worked that slow old school style. Um, you know, I mean, it it is what it is. Uh, um, I don't know. I I I was entertained by this because it was these two. The the finish when they finally get to it is Barry superplexing Arn, but Arn got his foot on the ropes during the pin. Barry also hits Arn with a with a uh, clothesline, but time expires as Barry is going for the pin. Arn jumps Barry at the conclusion, and um, he hits him with a gourd buster, pins him, but of course it means nothing because, you know, it was after the bell. Uh, Barry is still the champion. All in all, they're back in one of these smaller venues that, I'm sorry, it just really works and is entertaining, and it's a packed building, and the people are allowed, and I don't know, it was good stuff. Doc, what did you have from it? Man, these guys were super sweaty, too. Yeah. Um, they put on a hell of a match. There was one point where Wyndham went over the top rope. Man, that shit looked painful. Probably because it was. And you just can't watch this. Like, I forgot to take notes a couple of times. I found myself just kind of watching it. Because both guys are so good. And it really highlights the fact that they're, they are absolutely committing a crime by by wasting Barry Wyndham. Western States, bro. Western States. He can't cut a promo, so let's figure out something else he could do. How many commercial breaks were in this match, Doc? Several. Yeah, it was like two, at least. Yeah. A couple. Yeah. Um, what else you got? But I thought, but I thought, I thought it was much better that they did got out of it the way they got out of it than what they've been doing lately with like, and, and the way they did, you know, if they'd have done the horseman coming in, well, we saw that a minute ago and we also saw it in the, in the Eaton match. And so I like the fact that they kind of let, let it run its course that way. 
it was a different it was unique in the ending for that for the for the program yeah because you didn't see the typical horseman jump everybody at the end and Arn got his heat back by dropping him at the end and standing over him with the title and then draping it across him and getting the hell out yeah and that's too this is two professionals in here man just damn so right good hopper what did you have from it you knew that shit went long because uh teddy's shirt came untucked yeah it was <laughs> and Arn Arn grabbed him some Teddy and threw his ass across the ring too. Yeah, I forget what building this is. I've had a bunch of people tell me it numerous times, and of course I can't commit it to memory because I'm. I a think it was ass. the Cracker Dome. Okay, I don't think it's that small. Is it considered a a, a small venue? When I say small, I'm saying by today's standards of. What do you think? That, what do you think that building held? Twenty five hundred. Oh yeah, about the yeah thirty five hundred maybe. 2500 20, 3000 somebody out there has been there and um and will tell me exactly but i'd say 2500 for sure i that's mean a good, uh, that's a real good size for wrestling too yeah that's, it's perfect to be honest and, and everybody I, there, I didn't everybody there, i didn't see a lot of open seats either everybody there feels feels like they're still close to the action but it's big enough to make a real noise it's just the perfect size, and the buildings of that size back—they were built back in the day. Have some character. They don't look like they were copied and pasted out of some corporate line. Man, that, just, I hate everything about today, man. Let's go back. <laughs> okay. Go back for the Bill, man. I want to go back and see the Cracker Dome. All right. Any thoughts? Any other thoughts about this match? It was a good fucking match to to watch, man. This was a treat. It was, yep. man. And on top of eating and the key to getting it on, what a night of wrestling. It, it, exactly. Matchmaker yeah. Grizzly Smith has put together a hell of a... Oh, that's your other show. Yeah, that's the Mid-South show. There you go. Hey, you started you recording those again, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, the ones you're hearing now were, were recently recorded. Yeah. Still don't hear my yeah. name enough, but whatever. I yeah. say your name every week, asshole. I say your name every week. Don't even go there with me. Don't fucking go there with me. Man, you, you need to stop. Fucking... Ta- you need to stop letting TGBL push you around so much. The fuck are you talking about now? Just as always, kind of telling you your opinion is is not so hot, and that's my job. Well, oh well, I've told him his opinion isn't hot too on there. When we oh, we so agree to disagree. Yeah, you got heat, huh? Who? You, see, you're stirring the shit. You're just like Denim Fritz on Twitter. Maybe y'all are the same guy. Who knows? What? Fuck. So we will keep it moving. Um, Doc, we are at the moment. Let me get to the timestamp. I'll play it for the Patreon this members. This is where I handed ti- my resignation, pal. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Um, I am going to go to the Sting segment. Tony Schiavone throws us to a video package with Sting. Uh, let me just play like 30 seconds. Here it is. Well, what a great match between Barry Windham and for the Western States Heritage Huddle. Fans, today on this program, we've seen a lot of great stars. Nikita Koloff, Tully Blanchard, beautiful Bobby the Midnight Express, Barry Wynn of Arn Anderson, just to name a few. But now we're going to take a look at one of the fastest rising superstars in this sport. The man's name is Sting. And let's take a look at some video footage right here, and you can see why we call this man one of the top rising superstars in our sport. Let's take a look at Sting. Here he comes, Doc. What did you think when you watched this video? And I lost my smile. <laughs> remember, oh. that, remember that old iced tea body count? Yeah. Yeah. There goes the neighborhood. Uh. There goes the promotion. He's going to team up with Lex Luger to create 
Melatonin. Yeah, I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, here comes the action figures, here comes the phone number, one night, the fucking 1-900 number, and here comes the Z-Man and the fucking, the Patriots and PM News and... Bunch of shitheads in in corporate wrestling trying to cut Ric Flair's hair and get the belt off of him. Yeah. So neither Sting. one of y'all like Sting. Okay, Harper, did you did you like Sting when you were a kid? Yes. When did you stop liking Sting? Oh God, I don't know. I mean, I didn't hate Sting. It's just he was. I think he was their version of kind of uh, trying to make a Hulk Hogan. You know what Sting is? A cartoon character. Sting is Happy Days. That shit was great when I was a kid. But then I go back and watch it now and I'm like. I can still watch Happy Days. Okay. I cannot watch those shows like the A-Team, Dukes of Hazzard, Knight Rider. I can't. Yeah. Those shows were an hour long and, and, and you couldn't pay me to sit through that shit for an hour now. Right. That's there's your sting. It sounds good when you're a kid, it, not for me. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not a real good idea in general. And I never liked Hogan or Sting when I was a kid. That's now, I was hey, I, I I was a Von Eric Mark. I'm from Dallas. I the Freebirds were the devil. I'm an adult. I see how great the Freebirds are now. Um there's shit that, you know, everybody likes different things, but I never liked Hogan or Sting. I liked well, Luger when I was a kid. Um, I'm not going to shit on Sting. I ain't going to sit there and tell you he was my favorite, but I'm not going to shit on him like you are, Doc. I mean, I just think you're just crazy. Now, even when we got to the Monday Night Wars, Sting wasn't – I wasn't like this big Sting fan, but there was far worse out there than Sting. Fuck yeah. I just so, – I to me, they this is where you start to reach a critical mass – of guys who like to lift weights more than they like to wrestle. And that don't really love the business, but see it as a way to get a paycheck. I know guys like that. Stop. That sounds like Luke Hawks. <laughs> There's so many people. That shit happened before Sting, though, Doc. You can't put that. I, you said, can't even... I, I didn't say he was the first. I said this is where, to me, it reaches critical mass. Uh, if you want to go there, that's Lex Luger is the poster child of that. Fair enough. But I think he, You're damn he was right it's fair the, enough. He yeah. was tipping the scales and then here comes Sting. And while we go in there, we might as well mention the same about Hogan. What you gonna do, Hogan. brother? I take my say my prayers, eat my vitamins. No, you're not. You're a fucking idiot. You ain't doing That's none of that nice. shit. How you know that? <laughs> I'm just saying it's I'm 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 being funny. I mean I'm not trying to be factual here. My point is he doc doc with this. He's like putting it on Sting, this whole muscle-bound bullshit body guys who don't like wrestling. That's bullshit. Sting worked exponentially harder than guys like Ultimate Warrior, the Dingle Warrior, who who's a just somebody who really hated wrestling, didn't even take it serious at all. You can't put that on Sting, man. Sting actually See, got here's better. The di- here's the difference between Sting and the Dingo Warrior. The Dingo Warrior didn't kill my promotion. Yeah. Sting didn't kill this promotion. Mm. If you think Sting, Sting, Sting had nothing to do with killing this promotion, and the Dingo Warrior was in your promotion in its dying years that weren't worth a shit. If you really want to go there, but Dying, but Dying killed our promotion. <laughs> 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 you think anyone's Jesus. fucked up and called them the uh, a 
a Dago warrior? Maybe. Wow. I, maybe, Man, I didn't know. I was 11. I didn't know nothing about Australia other than Crocodile Dundee. I didn't know what the hell that meant when he came in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Doc, any other thoughts before we transition to the next part of the show? Well, I just wonder what the first 15 minutes of this show is going to sound like next week when you're waiting on Harper to show up and I've quit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me let me <laughs> let me stop let me stop part one of September twelfth eighty seven on Patreon, and that way I can uh, we can we can get to the last portion of it. There's more. All right. Well, we still got the um, Stan Lane Mike Jackson match, and then we got Corny, and that's it. But I was at the limit of uh, video usage for Patreon right there, so I had to had to hit stop and uh, start this one. So let's uh, let's let's finish off this show. We got. After Sting and the video package that Doc certainly loved, we got Stan Lane versus Mike Jackson. Corny introduces Stan as Stan does his wiggle on his way to the <laughs> ring. <laughs> you can't Dude. tell me Stan isn't a filthy bastard knocking out all the rats with the way he does his little wiggle. Harper, what did you? What do you want to say about Stan? He's got that wiggle down pat, man. Yeah, he's got it. <laughs> You can tell he's done that a few times. <laughs> can you see? He's done that with the money on the line too, man. He, he, he's done it with a count. He does it. He does it on Saturdays. He does it on Sundays now. Dude, I gotta, I gotta rewind. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, TinyURL.com/slash/PatreonBTT. If you want the video version, Stan comes out, and you're right, Hopper. He's got it like to a T, man. He hit yeah. the rhythm. I mean, he's he's. I'm, I'm assuming he's looking at the women, and he just hits the little wiggle. <laughs> Look at Stan; he's got it. He came out and hit it so good. You you would think he saw something he was trying to impress. Uh, and yeah, something that he was about to catch later after they left the studio. You damn right. See, about that. I come it was I called it a thing earlier, and you got mad at me. But then you said something instead of a female. I didn't even think about it. You put too much. Oh, uh, you're it. just a you're just a a a problem on on pox on society too. Okay, man. So it, I like this match because Mike Jackson can bump around for him. Oh yeah, Mike's good. Mike knows what he's doing. He puts on hellified matches. He's an enhancement talent, but he gets there and does his thing. Um, Stan is still looking like he's cutting the wide path through all the rats throughout <laughs> the country and the territory. Yeah. Uh, during the match, Corny is doing his normal filibuster and on commentary, trying to trying to take notes of it is just uh, too takes way too much time. But he calls Stan and Bobby once again good Christian athletes, and uh, Corny also calls Teddy Long peanut head. Ironically, I think Doc, you and I have explained scraps in that same manner at the shoot job once or twice. Um, we've mentioned peanut head, am, am I, or am I dreaming that? Uh, I never. I would talk to about people like that, man. What's yeah, around? Okay. You just <laughs> spent the first twenty minutes of your show burying this poor person in Spain. And, oh, never oh. mind. I'm not even going there. When we're talking about the that oh, beauty con- uh, the fucking crossdresser. <laughs> okay. I don't think that's what that is. All right. Okay. Anyway. So I don't uh, I don't think crossdresser and, and transgender are the same thing. Well, then what is it then? Oh God, <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> he's, 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 he's like a drag queen, right? No. <laughs> we need to pull out. 
<laughs> the third grade biology books. <laughs> I mean, he's a product of the freaking Jefferson Parish school system. It doesn't yeah. shock me. Hey, bro, he's got a dick. That's all I know. That's all I got to know. Old boy's got a pecker, and he's got a dress on, and he's got fucking Maybelline makeup on. That's you know, a cross-dresser. Where the so, fuck I come from? Bruce Jenner, or Caitlin, whatever the whatever his or her name is. But now. he's still got a dick, right? So, my wife used to watch that stupid ass show, and I just was like, "How can you watch something so pathetic?" And she's like, "Oh, you know, it's entertaining. No, it's not. It's fucking dumb." Yeah. And I, I swear on my life that 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 dude is an Olympic champion. Those women drove him batshit crazy all yeah. those years, and that's what happened to him. And you know what? I ain't mad if he wants to call himself Caitlyn and whatever he that it's his life. He should have the ability to live his life the way he wants. All I'm saying is. Them damn Kardashian bras, they drove that poor motherfucker crazy. And that's why what happened happened. That's now, nice. I ain't mad at him for doing it, but I just think that's what happened. Doc, do you agree or no? I think there's easier ways to go about <laughs> removing yourself from the situation. But Yeah, I mean, just go, just become I a mean, drug addict or drunk. I, I prefer the Chris Benoit path, but whatever. Wow. Okay, now now you're going too far. <sighs> All right. Um, we I was do talking have about a pro- like losing a tooth and like getting okay. real buff. What are you talking about? Yeah, join uh, the horseman. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta leave. I've joined the horseman. <laughs> okay, let's get back to let's get back to Stan Lane and Mike Jackson. Um, Doc, do you have anything from that match? <laughs> Wait, is that what they told you, Mike? <laughs> that Where's Daddy? He joined the four horsemen. <laughs> he went and joined the Midnight Express. What's so funny? <laughs> what? <laughs> All what right. Was anything old, else? The name that your dad took up with? <laughs> oh, Brenda. <laughs> Brenda. Oh, that's a great one, isn't it? It's so Brenda. fitting. I bet she could smoke a cigarette while doing like four other things. Where was no. she from? The West Bank? North Shore. Oh. Yeah, North Shore. Slidell. Oh. oh, well then, yeah. I mean, no, actually, see, Harper, you're not envisioning Slidell that long ago. We're talking late 70s, That's early true, 80s. Huh? Yeah, the, it, Slidell was. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a city at that point. I mean, it was. It was fucking. I can remember going right. over there sometimes, and it was like it was in the woods. Rural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. There was completely different out there, man. It was literally yeah, you were nail a piece and then go out and shoot something, and then come back in and nail a piece. I mean, it was just different, man. But anyway, totally different world back then. Uh, so uh, let's get back to the match, though. Mike Jackson, Stan Lane. Uh, Doc, any thoughts before we go to Stan's promo? Uh, I'm fresh promo. out of thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Well, Stan wins, and that was that. Let's go to let's go to Corny, uh, closing out the show right here. You see Nikita pull off last week. He made everybody think he was a big deal because we were beating the Wyndhams up, and Nikita jumps in and interferes in the match. So then he realized that his alligator mouth had overloaded his hummingbird rear end because this week I challenged him 
He had to get in the ring and put that TV title up against one of my men named the Beautiful Bobby, who, by the way, is a champion in his own right, just like Sweet Stan is. Nikita, you ain't the only guy that can't walk through the airport metal detector with one of these without setting off all the bells and whistles. Well, let me tell you something, Nikita Koloff. You realized what was going to happen. You knew you couldn't handle the Midnight Express, so you got that Dusty Rhodes. You got that super partner of yours. You had him in the back. You had him stashed away, and you knew that as soon as you got in trouble, and you knew you were going to get in trouble, you knew as soon as you got in trouble that he was going to run out here and interfere in that match, jump somebody from behind. That's exactly what he did, and you know what he did, don't you? He put on that illegal chokehold, the weaver lock, the illegal chokehold that cuts off all a man's air, cuts off the flow of air to his brain, cuts off the flow of blood, cuts off everything. Well, let me tell you something, Dusty Rhodes. You say it's legal, I say it's illegal, I say it's a choke, it's a blatant choke and it shouldn't be allowed. But I'm going to tell you something right now. If you think you're playing with kids when you're playing with the Midnight Express, you're sadly mistaken. I don't care how many rules the superpowers can break. Brother, we can break more of them. And if you want to give us a fight for these U.S. Tag Team belts, then you just do it. You will get to touch them. That's exactly right. When we show them to you, right before we jerk them away and hit you over the head with them. Man, see you next week on World Championship Wrestling. All right, so they go off air. Corny and Stan are cutting a promo. I thought it was meat and potatoes, nothing nothing exceptional, but still solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc, uh, Harper, what did you have from it? I like when it's just, if you think you can break rules, we could break more of them, which is true. That's what they always do. Yeah. Doc, what about you? Yeah, I was also wanting to hear from Stanley there. I was wanted to hear about how that dance is leading to ass getting, but it's okay. Meat well, and potatoes. This whole episode funny. was meat and potatoes at a high level. It really was. It was a very good episode, but uh, I wanted to hear from Stan right there. But to be honest with you, if you just watch Stan during that promo, he just looks like a smug bastard who's just knocking out all the pussy and winning matches. Well. Which he well. was. <laughs> Uh, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck you ever hear corny tell a story though about when they went up north or they went in philadelphia or somewhere or it was boston maybe <laughs> corny's like man we're up there for four days stan Lane hadn't had any pussy he's going crazy <laughs> you ever heard that story yeah <laughs> like, dude couldn't go four days man he was he was about to lose it ah man all right let's rate this puppy who was going first Okay. Is that a no one? Doc, would you like to go first? Well, I was listening to a Smoky Mountain just the other day, and you said that Harper never goes first. It's an okay. A. Harper, go first. It's an A+. Plus. This is fucking great. It's perfect. Doc, what are you giving it? Man, I, I think my summation of the uh, episode is is that it really was meat and potatoes at a high level across the board. Um, I got to go with an A as well. All right. Well, I'm going to give it an A too. I got a triple A, pal. Yeah. Well, I think Harper went A plus, but anyway. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty good. Oh, a. It's it's an A. They had yeah. they had like meat and I mean, I like you said there was meat and potato promos but their meat and potatoes is fucking Ruth Chris steak I'll take that their meat and potatoes promos any day of the fucking week yeah not only that you had Bobby Eaton versus Nikita right. and you had Arn versus Barry mm-hmm. and 
you know, you had Stan. It was an enhancement talent against Mike Jackson, but it was still was still good. And then you had some. We saw Missy. Yeah, he's Missy in there, and just mm. some good matches. Uh, uh Rolex, Doc. Who are you gonna give your Rolex to? This is actually a lot tougher that I than I uh, on second listen through because I had a name written down, but I think I'm gonna go away from it. Okay. It. I I originally had it going to Arn for the promo and the match with Wyndham. But I think I'm going with Bobby Eaton for dragging compelling a compelling match out of Nikita. Bobby. Fair enough. So you're going with Bobby. I am going to stick with Arn, not only for yeah. his match with Barry, but because of the promo. Um, Arn doesn't lie, and he flat out told you, this is a match on free TV. You ought to ought to realize how blessed you are. He didn't say those words, but you know what I mean. Harper, are you going with Arn too? Yes. The badass promo to, that, I mean, basically a pay-per-view quality match. Fuck it. Yeah, Arn. Arn gets it. Arn, Arn definitely yeah. gets it. So really good stuff, though. From uh, I thought this was an excellent episode. A, we got A's all across the board. We got Arn with a uh, Rolex and Doc gave his to Bobby. So there you go. Uh, well, you know, I here, mean, the, they were pulling off a great episode while the entire promotion was financially in shambles. Boy, you said a mouthful. Uh, so that we aren't in financial shambles, please use our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. It is a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. Uh, give that link to the wives, girlfriends, and side pieces of your life and tell them to use it in bookmark it. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Assuming you had a great Christmas and maybe got some Amazon gift cards, uh, please use uh, the gift cards on that link, and we would definitely appreciate it. Um, I'm trying to think if we had anything else. Um, again, the Patreon link, tinyurl.com slash Patreon. BTT to get access to the patron only content. Um, I feel like I wanted to, to mention something else tonight. And I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now because it's not in my notes. But, Doc, uh, what do you have before we get out of here on this lovely, I guess I'll call it the New Year's episode of BTT? Well, I, I just, I, as, you, as you guys go out on your New Year's adventures, man, don't let anybody tell you you're too drunk to get behind the wheel, man. Oh, you do you oh, this year. Don't. <laughs> You know, you're making a joke, and please don't drink and drive anyone. Don't listen to Doc. He's an asshole. Um, you're making a joke, but that's another, like, one of those sayings that people use in a new year. Besides new year, new me, I'm going to do me this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do me. Really? Okay. I'm just saying, Harper, you ever heard that one? I heard all that dumb shit. Will you, will, will you go ahead and do you? Because you're garbage anyway, so oh, fuck okay. you. Nice to miss the positivity, positivity over here. Your uh, new year is going to be just as shitty as you, every other year yeah. you have, because you don't have the discipline to change a damn thing. Exactly. Wow. Me and Harper need to write some fucking <laughs> posters for people. You're in your little fucking comfort zone. Fuck you. <laughs> just fuck you. <laughs> there it is. Y'all are, y'all are such assholes, man. <laughs> well, it's so wrong. Well, it's I'm just saying you don't have to fucking discipline. Are, are the are 
you don't want to sacrifice anything to get out your comfort zone and make shit happen. I had a I had a friend of one of my wife's friends on Facebook. You know how like you're scrolling Facebook and if they uh like your friend if your friend if someone you're friends with comments on something, you can see yeah. that post. So like I think um I, I, think I know how wife, Facebook works. Yeah, yeah. So my wife had liked one of her friends posted. It was it may have been not been New Year, new. I think it was New Year, new me, or something like that. It was something with the New Year stuff. <laughs> so I commented because I'm also friends with this person, and I commented. And it was like, man, if you need New Year, new me, you just need to just go jump off a bridge. <laughs> oh, my, wife, mm-hmm. my, my wife got mad. I was just joking, and like my wife got all mad. Like, why? Why would you say that? I was like, that's some bullshit. New year, new me. I was like, if you need that to motivate yourself, like, come on, man. She's like, well, some people need different motivational tools. I'm like, really? You need a slogan? You need a catchphrase? How about you just put your head down and move forward, right, Doc? (laughs) Maybe stop getting separated from your money and being a mark buying stupid ass slogans and that'll. Be your first step to a better you. I mean, man. I mean, Doc and I know people who paint rocks for a living to get motivated. I mean, I it's know. like I don't know her anymore. I don't no. know. That's maybe new, but you know what I'm saying. I just saying, man. It's a come on, man. Do you really need to do that? Here if you're go. gonna get, if you're gonna get your shit together next year, a poster ain't gonna be the reason why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Harper, what you, know you, what got you really going? need a doctor sitting across from you going if your fat ass didn't get in the gym you're gonna fucking die of cheeto dust now there's some truth to that actually i, I do i i'm arn anderson pal tell me where i'm lying yeah no no no, no. you black you're, ass you're... motherfucker that's nice <laughs> really <laughs> really what? what really fuck i like let me just say i like to, i like to be racist Screw you, asshole! You're you're a dick, and you're you're see you're playing heel. Basically, you're just playing heel. Doc, have you heard the um the drive-through this week, Jim Cornette? No, I've been in sick in sick in bed with with uh with the death. And when I when I say this week, I'm talking about the December seventeenth, two thousand eighteen episode that dropped. When I say this week, there is a um there's a rather large BTT mention on it. Oh well, right. it's about time. I mean, we've yeah. built his career as resurgence oh, okay. in his product, and we're trying to help him sell the book he refuses to write. It's about time we get a, a pimp on that show. Well, I want to spoil it for you, but he addresses the Von Eric thing. Oh, oh, oh no! <laughs> that sounds, sounds like a, what I'll be doing directly after we wrap this up. Speaking of wrapping this up, can we? Yeah, yeah. we can. I mean, uh, let me do a couple things. Got to take care of some business real quick. How many so. other? How many other? podcast do you see man they'll just stay talking for three and a half hours keep you tied up keep you you can't finish the shit not us man we're done with y'all's asses let's get out of here (laughs) you're such an asshole uh but no shout out to the wrestling podcast about nothing with roh's brian malonis and mike crockett they do their show every single monday a mix of current and classic stuff they do each and every week uh, along with the uh, a bunch of different topics, so you'll enjoy it, though. Good friends of mine, uh, they support us, so you should support them. And also a shout-out to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, run by Joe Murata, Michael Quinn, as they give their take on the northern side of wrestling's history. A little bit classier, 
definitely more professional. Not as much swearing, but, you know, that's uh, that's how they do their thing, and it's a fun show as, again, the northern side of BTT. Uh, but uh, good stuff. Check them out. They drop their show every single Monday as well. Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Um, again, Patreon. Become one. TinyURL.com slash BTT. We definitely would appreciate it. And don't forget to use the Amazon referral link. And with that said, I don't think Harper's got anything else. I definitely no. don't have anything else. So, Harper... You should hit the tagline and take us home. Fuck it, bitch. Before we get out of here today, I want to thank all the patrons out there. And don't forget, if you are a patron on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt, you can get access to the video reviews that we do each and every week for the Smoky Mountain Show and the NWA Show. So you know how it is around here, man. We don't have sponsors. We don't have anything like that. So you guys as patrons really help support this show and make this show go each and every week. And for that, we are very, very much thankful for your support. Before I get out of here, I also need to thank and give a special shout out to the Hall of Fame patrons. So I want to thank the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin, K underscore row 86, disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, the official BTT Research Department, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slatter91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, JMM7530, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coman822, Marty Howe, and T Hog94. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. Again, we appreciate your support. I I can't say it enough. Uh, no sponsors, just patrons each and every month that contribute to what we do at BTT. And it is guys like you who make this show possible as we kick out two shows every single week for your listening pleasure. So whether you listen to one or both, or you just enjoy the patron-only content where it's non-wrestling and all other sorts of, of horse shit and different shenanigans and all that good stuff, thank you for being BTT patrons, and you guys have a good week.